So, Bros Nation, welcome into another episode of Brandon's Box Office in Your Mouth. Tonight, we are going to be talking a whole lot of cinema. A whole lot of cinema. And <laughs> just, yeah, I saw the face you were making into the camera. You like you like it. You like to stare at the broadcast it's as weird. we're doing it. Yeah. It's weird. My name is Big Natural Stony Keeley. You can follow me on Twitter at Stony Keeley. Joined by the star of the show, the man whose name it bears, Nature Boy Brandon Vick. Brandon, how you doing tonight? Not too shabby. I'm a little I'm a little sweaty, I'll be honest. A little sweaty. It's hot in here. I just took a shower. So and it's I'm wearing really jeans. humid. It, it's really humid so. in the studio. We're right under uh basically a light that could be cooking us. We don't know. But you know what? And it's I've August no- in Tennessee. But I've noticed you can't really see the sweat, or I can't. Now, no. if, my hand, if my hair starts to get wet, it's going to fall off. I feel like you can see the sweat on my forehead. This is just oh, man, captivating, captivating podcast. So when do we go live? <laughs> you can, you can you follow can reach us. me. Yeah, how, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Twitter, at SirBrandonV, hashtag, hashtag BixFlicks, y'all. That's right. You can follow us collectively at Sobros Network. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube. We're everywhere. We're not hard people to find. SobrosNetwork.com. Hit up SobrosShop.com. Hell yeah. And uh, shop from our exclusive line of tanks, (laughs) among other things. It's too hot for you to be tooting in here, honey. It's too hot. Well, it runs like butter. Did you just shit yourself? Did you just? Sh- We're trying to do a podcast, and you're staying in your I know, and I'm drawers. a professional, and I ain't leaving. You are. You're right. I'm the one that's acting unprofessional by calling attention to it <laughs> yeah. instead of just moving. No forward. one would have even known. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's dive right in. We're going to start with this Movie Pass fiasco. So, do you want to give us a brief summary of what has been going on with Movie Pass before we share our opinions on it? Um. So they basically have run out of money. Basically. Okay. Um. It's at a point now where they're just, it's gone from a movie every day to three a month. And then Mm. after you Mm -mm -mm. go through the three, you can get discount tickets up to $5. Now, how that works, no one fucking knows. So they haven't released any rules for it. They're just saying saying this stuff. I'm just hoping you can see three movies a month. (laughs) Yeah. That's my hope. Um... Well, but what what's happened, happened is they're doing so when they first decided that they're paying full price for every ticket, and you know they were very proud of having over three million subscribers. Well, yeah, that, you do the math. Mm-hmm. I can't. And so then they thought, oh, you know what? Let's do peak pricing. That way, maybe we can get some money back. And but it's only going to be in shows that are high demand. Well, of course, people started yeah. tweeting out like, "What the hell?" And there's like four people in a big ass theater. Mm-hmm. Um, now recently they've gotten to where if you wanted to see Mission Impossible when it first came out, you can't have to pay out of pocket. Yeah. Uh, same thing for Christopher Robin. Um, but then after they decide to do like, they're not going to go to $15. They were going to, they thought about that, but they didn't. So they're keeping it at $10. $13 with what? 3 million subscribers. You said 3 million users. Yeah. It that would be extra, yeah. I mean that extra income, that's a lot of cash. So, but now they were like, you know what? We'll limit to three a month. Okay. Discount tickets. But they supposedly will get rid of the peak pricing uh-huh. and they won't limit movies, which if all that straightens itself out, that still saves money. Well, and you go see a lot of movies. Right. And so the, so what's happening is 
Now, over this past weekend, lucky for me, I used mine to see the Meg. Wait. But, so the, there was no sort of surge pricing or anything for the Meg? Not not when I went. Okay. Um, Wasn't that the number one movie in the country this it weekend? It was. Yeah. $45 million. Yeah, which we'll get into later, but just to illustrate a point, but, you would think that But would... other people got hit with peak pricing. Oh, it just strange. wasn't. So it's it just in, wasn't inconsistent too. That's that's the thing, and that and the only two options I had, by the way, were the Meg, yeah. or Slenderman. That's it. <laughs> okay. You couldn't see. So. so if you wanted to see Black Klansman, maybe Mamma Mia two, you haven't seen yeah. yet. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Nothing. Did so, you? But I want to say a lot of people hate it, but you know what? I'm a half glass full kind of guy. I think. I mean, it's. I think it's kind of cool. What? What's going to happen? <laughs> what adds, movies can you see? It adds a certain Have element of Have you been planning a day night? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see if it's there. Yeah, so... Maybe you want to see a 710 movie, and at 645, there's no more screening. Oh, but, right? hey, if you go to Providence, you can fall back on Fu Lens. That's true. So. Or Riverfront Tavern, if you want to be real depressed. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Riverfront Yeah, Tavern. shout out. But, uh, um, we keep moving and shaking the camera. Oh, I don't sorry. know if that's why we're losing viewers or not. Are people getting sick? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We might be disgusting so, people. Um, I kind of like it. I'm kind of like, you know what? I think I'm going to use MoviePass just... to see Slenderman this weekend. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Maybe that's it's Pete Pricing now. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well, I know the CEO came out and basically said... Mitch the bitch. (laughs) Mitch the bitch. Mitch the bitch came out and basically said, if people would stop using it so much, maybe we'd break even in a year. So, I I don't understand. This is a pretty rudimentary concept. And uh, the fact that it's they they haven't just increased the price. I feel like it's still a good deal if you bump it it up. Uh, You could do $20 a month. Yeah. If it was unlimited, and even if you did like up to a certain point, but I mean, I don't know who in the office said, you know what, we're going to do this and we're going to pay full price and let's see how many people we get. Yeah, and and okay. I know their parent company, the stock is tanking. Right, they've been trying to stay above a dollar yeah, a share it, and it ain't ooh, working. It's, it's bad news. We actually have two pieces on this movie pass fiasco up on SoBrosNetwork.com. But you know what? Can I say one thing to kind yeah. of put a close to this? Because I know it's it has been very frustrating. I think by next month, if it is straightened out, ten bucks a month, month at least three movies, it you you will save money. Yeah, we'll you still, will save yeah. money. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a member since 2012. I've gone. I used to pay forty dollars a month to see up to six movies. Yeah. So it is cheaper, and it's tough because if they would just tell people. This is what we're doing. It's going to last till this. Cancel if you don't like it. If not, by September, whatever. Yeah. This is what you get. But it's really a guessing game. I think the bottom line is, no matter what happens, MoviePass has served its purpose. Yeah. It broke the mold. Mm -hmm. It forced theaters that would never do it before, like AMC. And I think there's more to follow. I don't think... I think the days of just every year... Right before summer, we'll hike the price up another $2, I think is over. I think because of streaming and the way that with Netflix and everything else doing their own content, Disney is getting in the game, HBO, all these people, 
I mean, in 2017, it was one of the lowest box office years in history. Yeah. 2018, they've seen a real boost. I I don't think that's a coincidence that these subscription things are, are going to help. It's so get, getting people out to the movies. It's getting people back yeah. to seeing stuff that, I guarantee you, some of that money that went towards the Meg's opening weekend had something to do with MoviePass. Yeah. Well, I okay. Know. <laughs> I know. I was looking. My eyes got weird when I was talking. My, my eyes got weird when I was talking. There's your, there's your quote for the for the newspapers, folks. But they're dead. Yeah, I, I mean the the vision on this seems pretty pretty excellent. It's a pretty good idea. Uh, yeah. The execution of said vision has just Ooh. been terrible and clunky, and it seems like there's just a lack of real decisiveness kind of like they're just figuring it out as they go they have no real plan. i think at this point it's gotten to where they are literally saying okay we're gonna do this let's mm-hmm. cut this yeah. and then every weekend when they know people are gonna go to the movies they literally just make shit up and say ah two movies yeah <clears throat> i don't know i i mean i guess maybe the game plan is just try to survive the pr nightmare and, and maybe are. maybe you come through on the other side I think the rest of this month and next month is going to be a deciding factor for me personally. I have seen three movies so far this month using MoviePass. Yeah. So I've got my money's worth. Okay. But a lot of but you know what? It's been a lot of it's been a roller coaster ride in trying to get it. Yeah. I've had to camp out overnight to check in just to make sure there were screenings available. I see. So. But Sounds pretty clunky, but it, hey, it's made for some good content. The people are eating this yeah, shit up right it has. Now. Yes. God, I love it. Well, let's let's talk about James Gunn. The uh, okay. what is he technically? The director, the writer, the producer, Both. everything. He's, done, he's basically has run the show for Guardians of the Galaxy. The way I've described them in a piece was the brain behind the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. Yes, uh, was recently taken off the project, fired. Because of some tweets that were dug up uh, from quite some time ago, what are your thoughts on that, Brandon? You know, I underst- I think it's more of a Disney thing than anything else. Okay. I think um, the tweets are dumb, and you know, and, and well, he's was- admitted that that he was an idiot and trying to get attention in the worst way possible. But you know, I mean. And other people have said this, and of course the the cast has kind of wrote you know an open letter. They've come out saying, in support of him. And Batista's been super for yeah. him, and saying if they don't use the script, he's leaving. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hasn't he changed? I mean, isn't that the point? I mean, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be held responsible for that ten years ago if he has changed since then, because that means. He's, is it possible to say he's learned from his mistakes? Yeah, well... And he, he hasn't done it since I know, since people have heard it, because it hasn't been brought out. Yeah. But then somebody found something, and, you know, we're also... I mean, how sense... I mean, it, it was stupid to begin with. Yeah. The shit he said was stupid. Yeah. But <clears throat> to take him off something like this... Well, just to immediately so fire long, him. Right. Like, it's almost like, uh, you know, sorry, we can't... We can't have We can't this. handle it. Yeah. But... I think, um, I don't know. I think Disney kind of jumped the gun. I It'd be, get it? Oh, good one. But I think it'd be different if this was in the past year or so or anything like that. Because you know what? Then that shows that maybe he's shown his true colors. I don't think tweets from 
I think it's been 10 years ago. 10 years, would, yeah. When Twitter was basically a baby. When it explain, I don't think it really explains the man who's been behind Guardians of the Galaxy since yeah. its creation. And I, this outrage culture that people kind of use uh, to their advantage in ways like this, it just it doesn't make sense to me that people don't seem to consider that, like you said, people can change. The times change. Um it's it's been ten years, you know. It, it's it, like you said, if this happened in twenty seventeen, uh, then I would say, yeah, he should have known better. That's well, even within stupid. the past couple years, I'm like, okay, that's but, dumb. But ten years ago, I, I mean, I I don't know. I, I to wrote, me, can I mean the well, I mean, we're not good examples, but you know, you're talking about if a difference between us at thirty two and then twenty two. Yeah, I mean that's a huge difference in mindset. Yeah, it is. Um, so, but James Gunn, I think, really deserves to stay on. I mean, do you he's done, think ultimately he will get back onto the project? I don't know. You know, there's talk that Marvel's trying to talk to Disney and somehow kind of patch this up because I guess of the out the outpour of support. Yeah, for him, I don't know if there's any going back for it, but I do think. Um, even if he's not the director of it, I think there has to be something to it of use his script, even if he's kind of an advisor. I just yeah. don't think I don't think it's worth throwing all of his passion and the creation I'm sorry, creativity that's gone into Guardians cuz it's been hugely successful. He's been a huge part of it and I just I don't think this is worth saying, "Nope, sorry." Yeah. But if they do and if they don't, there's other studios who will pick him up in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, and I he, he can do whatever think, he wants. Yeah, I tend to think that's the case. And another point that I would like to make is that we're still talking about tweets. It's not like they uncovered some egregious action that James right. Gunn actually, you know, like a crime was committed or something ten years ago. Even or the that allegations would be have come different. out. Yeah. I, I mean, this is just some dumb tweets. He was trying to be funny. He was trying to shock people. He said as much at, at a time when humor was a lot different than it is today. Oh, yeah. I mean, back then you really could push the envelope and say some pretty heinous things and get away with it. And, they, and um, people didn't take offense to it because of, I mean, listen, yeah. you know, I mean, hate it or not, it, it depends who it comes from. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's. I don't know. I kind of feel like it's been a... I think there was just a little bit of a hasty decision on immediately. No no even suspension or nothing or looking. It was a simple, you're gone within... I mean, I don't even know if it, it took less than a day yeah. for Disney to announce it. And I don't know. But James Gunn has been as pro about it. Said he understood, didn't even fight back. And other people... It's been other people that have been shouting at the rooftop saying, what... I mean, isn't this part of growing up and yeah so i don't know i kind of hope he's a part of it one way or the other or i don't even know i mean a selfish movie person i mean if someone takes the reins of guardians and this is supposedly their last film i don't know i don't know if it'll ever be the same not even from a creativity standpoint but just from a, the standpoint of getting the cast and the employees and everybody involved with the project on your side and motivated, you know? Right. You, because now there's a whole... You lose the dynamics captain. are so different. Right. That's... Yeah. Well, ultimately, I think we've come to the conclusion tonight that he, he may be done with the Guardians franchise, but his career is not over the way that some oh, people no. were saying it is. No. Oh, 
And that's no. that's foolish. That's 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 foolish. That's y'all get stupid. y'all get out of here with that bullshit. Okay? I know Hollywood, and they love him. Yeah. Well, speaking of knowing Hollywood, okay. let's talk about the Oscars because there's been some wholesale oh, changes yeah. to the broadcast. You want to run through this list of of changes for the broadcast? Well, and I have I'm going to plug something because I have a piece about it. Oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. I have a piece about it, but it's only about one part of it, and I'll get to that in a minute. So. The Oscars, um, their board of directors, all decided that they're going to make some changes. Mm -hmm. Um, It may or may not be heavily influenced by ABC and also the Oscars' shitty ratings. They were pretty shitty this year, weren't they? Um, The lowest that they may have ever been. Yeah, yeah. Um, So they're going to push it up. This is starting in 2020. Okay. As far as the being pushed up is that it would be February 9th. The earliest it's ever been. It's usually been late February or early March. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that it's going to mess up with the voting, and especially for independent movies, and trying to be able to qualify for the Oscar run. Okay. Because of voting and everything has to be in, but sometime in January then. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's that. There's also um, them dedicating uh, three hours max to the. Which a lot of times it's gone three and a half, four yeah. hours. Uh, one it's of the a ways, long show. It is. And even for someone who loves it and has seen the movies, it, it is quite long. Um, part of that, to, in order to, to kind of rein it in, they'll do some awards during commercial breaks. Okay, well, <laughs> that's fair. I don't know how that works if they just come up to him and say, hey, guess what? You you're, won. you're an Oscar winner. You just won for best foreign language short. <laughs> well, it Here. could be. I wonder if it'll be anything like what WWE is doing now with SmackDown, where they go to commercials, but they still have the action in the ring going on in a little picture. What I mean, can you imagine getting an Oscar? I don't know how you just see it. You wouldn't hear it. And you're just seeing it in there, and you're like. (laughs) They should just. Like, they don't even. Like, you can't even accept anything. They say that they'll run the footage, like, put it together and run it, but when? Like, at the end? Or, like, when are you going to run the other people that you didn't want to get on TV? They should just hand them out at the red carpet when people so, get there. Yeah, be like, hey, by the way, you won. Carry this around all night. Um, the one that's getting the most shit is that now they've added a new category called Outstanding Achievement in Popular Film. Okay. Which essentially means best blockbuster best blockbuster best movie which i don't which the average moviegoer has seen no details have been given so yeah, how much money pretty, it may, i have no idea what's based on that it seems pretty like a pretty arbitrary award at this point so here's the thing so a lot of people have shit all over it because mm-hmm. it kind of devalues the oscars which i get because i i do feel like this is more just to appease the viewer more yeah. so than what the academy has been voting on for Decades. Yeah, I mean, you get the sense that the Academy was probably fine with the way things were. Right. And I don't know if that one award within three hours is going to make people tune in. Yeah. So I don't even know if that is right. Yeah. But in the piece I wrote about Oscars want to be a cool kid is that there's an appeal to, like, one of my favorites this year, Quiet Place, or a Mission Impossible Fallout. Black Panther. It could be an Oscar winner and it deserves to be nominated but I don't know even if they won that I don't know how serious it could be taken like Black Panther 
A lot of people think that this category is bullshit because Black Panther should be nominated for Best Picture. Period. Yeah. And but that's the whole thing is that the night the year that the Dark Knight thought would be nominated was not, and then the next year they ex- they ex- expanded it to up to ten movies. Yeah. Which is Toy Story three. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been others that have been nominated. Well. If you can't nominate up to 10 movies then, and you have to make a new category, I kind of get it. I think it's 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 kind of cool, but it depends on what what does it entail. Does it is it an excuse to nominate Black Panther because you because it's not going to be in Best Picture? Well, and I wonder if that is part of the reason for some of these arbitrary and vague rules that we've been given. Maybe they're kind of prepping themselves to say, well, in case Black Panther doesn't make the final 10, then we've got a category to put it in. And to me, and then I actually read a thing, which is a great point, is there's different divisions of the Academy that vote. Yeah. So who votes on what's the popular movie? Mm. Is it everyone? Yeah, that's a good question. Is it just directors and producers? Is it just actors? So, and then what's your definition? Is it because of how much money it made? Should the should the biggest highest grossing movie of the year win an award because of it? Yeah, that's it's it's tricky. You know, I mean, to me, it it, it would be cool to see some of these movies get attention, but now when you think about it, at what cost? Because I mean, at what cost do you sacrifice kind of the prestige of what the Oscars stand for? I get it; it's not for everyone, but you know what? So, I mean, to me, it's like the Grammys. The Grammys have so many categories, you're bound to win. Yeah, At least that's the Oscars. True. And then I read a thing that said, listen, if you're going to do a category like that, do one for best stunt coordination. Yeah. Best voice work, which, mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm like, now I'm thinking, actually, if you're going to do it, you should have had these. Why? I mean, it's kind of like the MTV Movie Awards. Like, I feel like you'll see Marvel movies and... You know, I mean, uh, the Pixar movie, and that's it, because those will be the one. I mean, right now, I think it's Black Panther, um, Infinity Wars made a ton of money. I mean, so do you give it to Infinity War? Because, you know, I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like, to me, when Toy Story 3 and when Up, and even way back when, when Beauty and the Beast, when they were nominated for Best Picture, it meant something. Yeah. And now if you're just known as most popular, I don't know if most people would be like, nah, whatever. Is it really, yeah, is it really winning? Right. And, and Ooh, ooh honey, I'm honey. Sorry. Glad y'all can't smell that are watching us live. I mean, y'all Bobby. can y'all can smell, but I'm glad you can't smell this room, What's what just happened here. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I totally lost track of what we were talking about because of that fart. It's the Oscars. I was going to say, um, you know, I think I think for the most part, people people shit on the Oscars for it being long and boring. <clears throat> but I still think if you actually appreciate film, and I hate to sound like a snob, that's okay. But if you appreciate film, I I do think for the most part, the Oscars do get it right when it comes to Best Picture for the criteria that they've set forth. I agree. And people. Just people don't go to see all of these movies, so but, it makes it difficult for them to tune in. And I think this is we've we've kind of touched on it, but I think this is just them trying to boost the TV ratings, trying to bring some sort of they want that buzz mass and appeal. Yeah, and, and it's not again 
one category, is that what you're going to... Is yeah. that you, you going to tune in for that? No, probably not. But that's the beauty of it. You know what? You have stuff like, um, you know, Crash won one year. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You've also had Gladiator win. You've mm-hmm. had The Departed win. Mm-hmm. You've had Return of the King win. Yep. But Shape of Water won last year. I mean, it's... But and sometimes a lot of these smaller movies get a boost when they are nominated. Yeah. So it helps them. It doesn't help the ones who have made a billion dollars. So... I'm, I'm actually, you may not know this, but I'm kind of torn. I think some movies would not have a chance to be in there besides the below-the-line, you know, visual effects yeah. Oscars. But at the same time, even if the, you're one of these awesome movies won, mm-hmm. I don't know. You You have the Oscar, but it's almost like there's a... Like it's silver and not gold. Like there's just something that doesn't seem right about it. Oscar's light. So, anyway, well, that's all I got to say about that. Well, let's let's shift gears and talk about City of Lies, Brandon. What's going on with this movie? What's happening? I know what you're thinking. What the hell is City of Lies? It's a Johnny Depp movie. It also has Forrest Whitaker. Boom. You may remember him in Ghost Dog. I love Forrest Um, Whitaker. It is another movie about Notorious B.I.G.'s murder, because God knows we'll never know who did it. Mm-hmm. Um, supposed to be released uh, September 7th, the early September. Um, last week it was pulled from release. Okay. There's been no no reason given. Um, pulled from release, like just it's, it's not, not going to be out. in theaters, and I wouldn't be shocked if you see it on Netflix. I don't know. Okay. But most of the time right. when something's pulled, Netflix yeah. buys it and then just releases it. Um, I don't know. You know, I can't say that it looked that appealing, but I also can't say I probably wouldn't see it. Yeah. But it kind of digs into, I think, maybe Johnny Depp, the troubles he's been in. Do they not have faith in well, what he can do these days. And there's there's a question to ask there. Is Johnny Depp still the draw that he used to be? I would say no. And I think kind of the proof is in the pudding of, um, you know, the pirate, the, the latest Pirates of the Caribbean, which is his gold mine. Is, is, has, is that has, the last movie he's done? I mean, I can't recall. Well, it's the, it hasn't even made as much as any other Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah. Um, you know, there's movies like Black Transcendence. And, oh, Transcendence. That was um, that was pretty bad, what, wasn't it? What's that one where he plays that dumb inspector, Mordecai? Mm. Um, and they've all been they've all been bust. Yeah. So um, no, I don't. I don't. I think people are either over it or all these wacky kind of characters. They're not. It's it, they're not into anymore. I don't think he's been the same since that movie with uh, John Turturro, where he's... Mm, secret Window. Secret Window. Secret Window. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, I... That's the last good movie he made. I think my last favorite one... He was great in Black Mass. I haven't seen Black Mass. I like Public Enemies. Oh, Public Enemies was good. Um, That's about it. I mean, the latest Pirates one that I've already mentioned... He's not the highlight of of the movie as he once was. Um, a lot of them have been just okay. I mean, even in um, you know he's a murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, I but he doesn't about that. play yeah. a big part. So I mean, you can't really 
give credit to him, and he was a voice in Sherlock Gnomes. I mean, I feel like he's just doing anything he can. And I think it's kind of run its course. I think he honestly needs to take a break and come Question. back and do something like What's Eating Gilbert Grape 2. Question. Do you think he's just setting himself up for a Mickey Rourke-esque comeback in five years? I hope so. Because Mickey Rourke did The Wrestler and then I never, in Iron Man 2, and that's it. <laughs> never saw him again. I know he does movies, but they ain't good. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. Well, we alluded to the um, successful weekend that The Meg had, and you've got a full review of The Meg up on SoBrosNetwork.com, but for the, the people viewing on Facebook and Periscope and the people that are listening to this podcast, what were your thoughts on the movie? And do you think it's something that people should spend their time seeing? Um, Expectations have to be low. I think if you've seen the previews, you already know what you're getting into. Um, I think with Jason Statham as the star, you already... Not Jason Sudeikis. Right, right, which there was confusion earlier off off camera. Mm -hmm. Um, I, for me, I thought it was actually... I was not disappointed, but... It's not for a movie like that. You want it to just be kind of crazy. Yeah. Jason Statham's in it, and you know how he rolls. And the shark movies, you just want to see the the destruction. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the director John Turtletab, who's done like the National Treasure movies, he I think thought he was making a you know a pretty emotional movie on a certain level. I, I never want to compare it. He's called it Jaws. I don't know if it's the director, but people have called it like it's like Jaws on steroids. But no, it's just a, it's just a, it's, it's got some dumb deaths. It's got some horrible dialogue. It, you know, the action is not what you thought, what you think it would be with Jason Statham. The only part kind of comes towards the end, and but that's the point. It's the end, so it's not like, oh, I mean, you're talking about almost two hours long, and. Ooh. There's not a lot of suspense or um, entertainment, but there are <laughs> there are parts that are cool, and it's in the the visual effects are good. I mean, to see something that large in the ocean, some of the shots when he's like approaching the beach. I mean, it's cool, but um, you know, I think you're either when you saw the preview, you're in. If not, then you're out. And I don't. I'm kind of shocked. Uh, people thought. Expectations were around twenty million. It ended up doing forty-five million. I have a feeling you'll see a huge drop this weekend. Um, I think the people who want to see it have already seen it. Yeah. And um, you know, it's just a it's a summer blockbuster that's bonkers. But also, you're like, why did why couldn't you just make it rated R and go full on? Just sharks fucking up people. I thought you were about to say just sharks fucking, fucking people. Just just sharks <laughs> fucking. I would, you know, two what? hours within that and Jason Statham doing some karate kicks. I'd be like, okay, karate that's kicks. That's what you promised me. Underwater. Please tell me it's a karate kick that kills the shark. <laughs> it is not. Okay. Well, moving on. Next segment is going to be DVD, Blu-ray, new releases. What's out this week? What should people check out? The one and only, and people have probably seen it more than once, Avengers Infinity War. Hoorah. Oh. oh um, get it out. Get that bug out, you soul. Which, you know what? 
we have a little Dick Slick special edition with all of our thoughts behind it. We should push that this week. Um, But yeah, that's the only, that's really the only thing worth mentioning. And in case you don't know, um, I mean, shit goes down. And Josh Brolin as Thanos is awesome. It is. Josh so, Brolin is anything. Is he's awesome. had a he's had a hell of a year. Yeah, he was cable. He's had a hell of a year. In I Deadpool too. What else? I, love it. I, I just watched him in something recently. The I Legend can't of the White Tailed Deer Hunter, Sicario two. I'm telling you, here's I've got the thing: a boner. he's good in all of it. I have a boner. Whoa, right now. whoa, easy, easy. Um, it looks like we're speaking into a RoboCop's penis. <laughs> you think it's that big? Um, this is a this would be a girthy penis. Yeah, it would. That would split somebody. Yeah, get away from me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, nope, that's it. And I think there's probably who knows how many different versions you can buy tomorrow. So. Oh, I know you can get one with an Iron Man Funko Pop in it. Oh, so I know there's one I think that has just like Thanos on it, and then there's others that have like I think the different characters. Best Buy has like four different steel books you can buy. That's crazy. So. That's crazy. Well, let's move on to a Whatever. segment that you have only been wrong at four times in the five years we've been doing this podcast. And I took a risk with Hotel Transylvania 3, and I'll be damned if it didn't win. Yeah, you're just, right. Just let the record show. So what's hitting theaters this week, and what do you think is going to win the box office? So there's three main ones. Um, there is one that actually comes out Wednesday. Uh, based off a best-selling book called Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. Um, I think with over 30 reviews, they've had one negative review, so it's like at 97, 98% fresh. Really? They act I'm surprised like, by that, because that movie looks like shit. Well, I think it's because it's not so much as its um, familiar premise, but the the way the culture and everything. Like, they didn't sugarcoat mm. it. It's all within that same Asian culture. And the casting and everything, I think it was, um, I think that's kind of what has people mesmerized in a sense. Um, I'm not interested in seeing it. I mean, I'm not saying I may never, but that just doesn't look like for me. I mean, I have sophisticated tastes like the Meg, so, um, you know. (laughs) You wouldn't waste your time with something as lowly Um, as that. But, um, and then the other two come out Friday. One's called Alpha. Apparently, it's the beginning of uh, the relationship of man's best friend, near though I think it's a caveman and a wolf <laughs> um, having relations. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's, um, it has that kid. Um, you may remember him from Hugo, Cody Smith McPhee. Um, if you don't, then I'll t- shame on you. But um, I kind of think. Uh, I might actually go see that tomorrow night on a sneak preview. But anyway, okay. it's called Alpha. Um, I actually think it could be pretty good, depending. It's like um, kind of the end of the Ice Age and, um, you know, it's, so two people. So it's an people, Ice Age movie? Two pe- no, no, not that one. Oh, okay. Um, okay. You know, listen, it's a, it's a man and an animal. They're both stranded. They need each other and, um, you know, make history, I guess. That's what the preview tells me. Is Liam Neeson in it? No, God, if, God, if he would reprise his, if he I'm would out. reprise his character from the gray, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was that character in the Ice Age. Right. Which in Ice Age movies. That's Benjamin Button. <laughs> um, the other one is Mark Wahlberg being Mark Wahlberg in Mile 22. 
Um, it has Ronda Rousey in it. It has um, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg. And it looks like, um, you know, like his other movies. It's same from the shit. same director, Peter Berg, who's directed them in Lone Survivor, Patriot's Day, Deepwater Horizon. Um, they love each other. It's probably a good action movie. I also have a feeling that nobody's really going to give a shit about it, mm, I don't know, in October. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so those are the three main ones. This is kind of risky, because I honestly don't think... Alpha, I don't think, can do it. And Mile 22, I just feel like is very... I mean... I don't feel like there's been a whole lot of buzz about that movie. Right. I, that's the thing. Even if it's the built as this action movie, and yeah. Mark Wahlberg's a famous... I mean, he's an A-list star. Yeah. So, and you know what? Maybe I get this wrong because it starts on Wednesday, but you know what? I feel like the momentum's behind Crazy Rich Asians. I think no matter... I think it'll kind of work its way Wednesday and Thursday, and then I think that weekend you've got... I think you... The way it's going, the reviews... And then you got kind of the, the lift from the book that a lot of people are familiar with. I I could see that being number one. Doesn't seem like this is going to be a big box office weekend, though, is that? No, this is the end of the summer season. Is it? Is this it officially is, over? There's nothing left? It is. It is. Well, there's Happy Time Murders with puppets having sex I'm, with Melissa I'm McCarthy. That. Uh, that's at the end of August, but honestly, not, not really. I mean, I think if if there is one, that would be it. But, you know, then by the time Labor Day... Rolls around. So, yeah, this is, um, I think this is it. This okay. will be, I think it'll be a quiet weekend. I think, I think it's, I think it's prime hunting for those crazy rich Asians. That's, hey, okay. Why isn't Chow Yum fat in that, though? Is he? He's not. Don't tell me he's not Asian. <laughs> I can't handle it. No, I thought there was, I thought there was some news about him that came out. Like, I didn't know if he was, like, still alive or not. Oh, no. You're thinking of Jim the Anvil. Too soon. I can't believe you oh, just did that on, on live. a movie podcast. On, on live. I can't shut down the broadcast. We're live. I oh. can I can edit that out of the podcast, but I can't. There's, I don't think there's people. I don't think people, people know who it is. Yeah, okay. Okay. This is movies. Well, let's um, let's send her on home with our <laughs> final segment for oh, okay. the for the evening. This is a clip where we like to give you a flick to watch from years past, and we call it Yesteryear's Finest. Brandon, would you like to start this week? I can. And you know what? I thought about it earlier today, after you faxed me that we were doing this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, you know what? And it's funny because it was it was actually one of my favorite movies of, of that year, and it was very surprising. But um, I'm going to go with The Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, that's a I have never surprise. I have never read the books. I thought going in there I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so kitty." But you know what? It actually wasn't. It was actually like a genuine heartfelt movie about kids trying to make it in school, and it was actually pretty damn funny. Okay. So, don't see the others. Just see the original Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. Okay. I love it. So, I'm going to go, we're talking about Mark Wahlberg, so oh. I'm going to go with a Mark Wahlberg flick that I think is pretty underrated, and it's a little movie called The Other Guys. Mm. And I don't think that it gets talked about enough among Will Ferrell's catalog. I think that was really funny movie. I think that was kind of the first, 
that movie sort of set a precedent that, oh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg are good together. They, they really kind of milked it, it felt like, with, um, what's the movie, Daddy's Home and Daddy's, Daddy's Home, Home 2 yeah. and, and stuff like that. But in the other guys, I thought, uh, I thought that was an excellent movie. I think that was kind of Mark Wahlberg's first, like, real comedy. It was before Ted. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Like, he actually was able, like, I like those performances of his where he's not playing himself. Or if he is, he's playing, like, a very, like, over-heightened version of himself. And he's, and he's, and he's not afraid to laugh at himself. Yeah. And I think Will Ferrell probably made it easier for him. But that's an awesome movie. All right, and Michael well, Keaton. Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton is yeah, awesome with in his that. with his side job at <laughs> Bed Bath and Beyond. Beyond. Yeah, and TLC's tunes. Remember, he keeps quoting them all yeah, the time. That's They're right. like, you that's right. you have to know. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to do it for another episode of Brandon's Box Office Woo! in Your Mouth. You can catch up on all of the previous episodes on SoundCloud.com slash Sobros Network. That's where you'll find us. You'll also find Nashville Sports Night, the Checks and Championship podcast, and the Sobros podcast on that page. Lots of content for you guys to listen to if you're so inclined. Nature Boy Brandon Vic, how can our listeners get in touch with you? At Sir Brandon B on Twitter. Hashtag VixFlix, all up-to-date reviews. They are out there. And you can follow me at Stony Keeley on Twitter. Follow us collectively at Sobros Network. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube. We are everywhere. SobrosNetwork.com. For Brandon Vic, I'm Stony Keeley. And you stay classy. Buttholes. <laughs> Was that good? Uh.